0: This is episode 123 of IDRA Class Notes.
1: We have to be aware of where we come from, what we have done, how people have always been there for them. They're in college because people have fought for them to be in college because the wrongs the evil have been faced by courageous people and and students you're just as courageous as anybody else and I'm expecting you to stand up to establish that That is so true I'm not a teacher I'm not an educator the only thing I can do is
0: inspire them and uh, give them hope good afternoon and thank you for listening you're about to hear an interview between Kristen Grayson of the IDRA staff and Sylvia Mendez, who was an important participant in the Mendez versus Westminster case back in 1946. Uh, this case has an interesting history and an interesting connection to the Brown versus Board of Education. So I want you to understand, our listeners to understand, that this case was argued before the appellate courts of appeal in California, and a decision was rendered in 1946 to allow Mexican-American children to attend public schools of their choice without regard to their race. It was a precursor in that regard to the U.S. Supreme Court decision of Brown versus the Board of uh, Education in 1954. What was important about it was that it did argue some of the same principles as were found in the Brown versus Board of Education case, and many of the friendly participants to the Mendez uh, case were also critical players in the Brown versus Board of Education case, including Thurgood Marshall and Chief Justice Earl Warren, who was governor of California at the time that the decision was rendered. So we have this wonderful interview with uh, Ms. Mendez, who was in fact involved in the case with uh, one of our IDRA staff members. And she has a chance, a real opportunity to explain what this case meant to her and her family, the implications of this case on their education, and her thoughts and her beliefs about what should be happening in public education in 2013 and beyond, given that we are finding many public schools resegregating and opportunities for kids, for learners of color, uh, being reduced or being challenged in many circles. So listen uh, to this wonderful interview and be informed and inspired by it.
2: Hello, I'm Kristen Grayson with IDRA, the Intercultural Development Research Association, where our vision is to create schools that work for all children. And today I'm speaking with Sylvia Mendez from the famous Mendez court case in California that integrated schools for Mexican-American children. So Sylvia, tell me a little bit about what you remember about the going-ons at that time when you were just a child.
1: I remember we were all playing in the... In the meeting room, and all of a sudden, my aunt, who had taken us to school states, were going home, and when we arrived at home, my, my aunt told my dad what happened. He told her to calm down, because she was very upset, and said, I'll take care of this tomorrow. So he went to the school, and he was told that Mexicans had to go to the Mexican school. He could not accept that, and he went to the school board, and he informed them that they did not have the right to separate us. But they told him, Mr. Mendez, there has been a decision here in Orange County where where Westminster, Garden Grove, El Modena, and Santana have decided to have Mexican schools. So you will have to go to the Mexican school. My father got really upset, and he was talking to this man. His name was Rivera. He told him. Listen, Gonzalo, I just found out about this lawyer that just fought a case in in Los Angeles where in Riverside they wouldn't allow them to go into the public parks. His name is Marcus. And he fought that case, and and now the Latinos can go into the public park there in, in L.A. So... My dad went and hired him because he told my mother told him, Mira, Gonzalo, ahorita tenemos el dinero. Let's go hire him. So they went and they hired him. And Marcus was a Jewish lawyer that had just fought a racism case in Los Angeles. And he says, Gonzalo, let's make this a class action suit. Do you know of other families that that want to do the same thing he did. So my father uh, started uh, having little meetings in the neighborhood, and then he heard of the other families. And then uh, his lawyer and him and the lawyer, my dad always used to buy a new car, and took him all over to meet all the other families. And he had the lawyer talked to him and to get him to, to get involved, and, and that's how they were able to get a class action suit.
2: And then they went to court, and you went to court every and, day with them. And I went to court every day with them, and thinking that I had testified,
1: but I didn't testify. I did not testify. I know I said, but my mother says, no, you didn't testify. You would just put there every day on the stand before court to see, make sure that you knew how to answer the questions in case you were. And I was never asked. It was uh, my my cousin's sister that went on the court. And testified tourists.
2: And then eventually, after the court case was, the decision was handed down. We integrated in Westminster, and everything went really
1: smoothly. And But then uh, we had to move from Westminster to Santa Ana, and Santa Ana had decided they weren't going to integrate. They were going to appeal it and they appealed it and my dad says well while well, you're appealing it my children are going to go to white school so we went to a white school and that's where we i finally realized that what they were fighting for cuz all this time i thought we were fighting for for us to be in a nice beautiful school and it wasn't about that it was all about equality about fairness, about justice. That's what they were fighting.
2: And I know you're doing a lot of that work today in going around giving speeches about fairness and justice and civil rights. So what, what do you say to young people today?
1: I say to the students that we are more segregated now than we ever were. In 1947, when they fought the case, They won, teacher. By law, we cannot be segregated, and now we're segregated again by defecto, by a lot of little evils, and I I say it's up to them. You know, the young students, when I go to universities, they have to continue to fight and find a way that we can get rid of defecto segregation that's going on. And the schools, and two schools are named after my mother and father, and they're 99, 100% Latino. So what does that tell you? They're segregated. Mm-hmm. We're segregated. And and it's up to our new generation of Latinos to get out there and start working. And the only way they can succeed and accomplish this is by going to school and getting an education and becoming lawyers and politicians and advocates that will help, you know, remedy this evil.
2: <laughs> so education is the answer. And education is the answer,
1: I tell them. And I, I know that that's going to help them. Education is what helped me. If I could do it, they can do it. I remember I was a nurse. I was not used to standing in front of a crowd. I still get very nervous in front of a crowd. But I, my mother asked me to make sure I, I went around the country and spoke to let everybody know about Mendes versus Westminster. And when I started well, 15 years ago, on the website, there was only one little mention about the case. And she said, Silvia, esto is es muy importante, it's part of American history. Everybody should know about how brave the Latinos are and how we have always fought for education. And so I promised my mother when she was dying that I would go and talk about it. And the first time I did was in a, in a high school, and I was so scared, I thought my legs were going to just give out. And it was a student that said, "Miss Mendez, just go ahead and tell us your story. So if I could just, from being a registered nurse, being used to trying patient, open your mouth and we'll give you a shot, uh, a pill, or turn around and we'll give you a shot, to standing in front of hundreds of people and speaking, because I know that that's a story that has to be told. And I know that the students are braver than me. They have made it, so many have made it to college or in universities. And I know the obstacles they had to surpass to get there. So Mm -hmm. they can go on and challenge whatever evils we have. And this is what I'm expecting of these students, to play it forward. And that's what we want.
2: So in order for students to have this type of courage, they have to be aware of where we come from, what we have done,
1: how people have always been, there's for them to be mm-hmm. there in college because people have fought for them to be in college. Because the wrongs, the evils, have been faced by courageous people. And and students, you're just as courageous as anybody else. And and so I'm expecting you to, that's what I tell them, I'm expecting you to stand up to the establishment. That, that is so and true. To change. And this is what I, I do. I'm not a teacher. I'm not an educator. So the only
2: thing I can do is inspire them and uh, give them hope. Well, you I do. certainly do inspire. That's what I do. Your story is very inspirational. Your family is inspirational. And I can personally say that in your lifetime, you have been an inspiration and a role model for many people and many students. And just for the work you're doing day by day these years in going out and speaking at different events to inspire, especially Latino students, to stand up for the rights, the civil rights of all students for what they deserve in a, in a good quality public education. Mm-hmm. That, that in itself gives courage to other people or to other students that may not think that they can do it. So thank you so oh, much. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure meeting you, a pleasure talking to you. And I can't wait to hear your keynote speak today. Well, uh, <laughs> but I haven't done it yet. I haven't finished
1: it. I of, And I had it all in my mind as we were coming in the plane. And I, it was so neat. <laughs> you, know, pues you, know you know how you put it, uh, uh, you, You're thinking, oh, oh that's how, oh, yeah, i will say this. And,
2: and then how it's all gone. I don't know where. But it will come from, from the out heart. Out it now. will come from the heart. And I know you're going to inspire the people today at the, we're at the National Association of State Directors for Migrant Education and especially for migrant students and their families to have a role model like you to, to know that they can have the courage to stand up and have an education that means something and that will take them and their families to, to new heights. Thank you so much for the inspiration and the role modeling you're doing. You're
0: Thank you for listening to IDRA Class Notes. For more information on IDRA and other Class Notes topics, go to www.idra.org. You can also send us your thoughts by email to podcast at idra.org.